Podcasting from the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network near Chinook Centre. This is episode two of the Examiner podcast. I'm your host, Roma Thompson, the Director of Community Services, Transitions and Integration. And I'm Lisa Bergerman, the Director of Member Services and Engagement. Thanks for tuning in. Since it was established in 2014, Specialist Link has offered Calgary area family physicians same-day access to real-time non-urgent advice. Over time, they've introduced 17 specialty groups, including psychiatry, paediatrics and rheumatology. Specialistlink.ca is also home to 22 clinical pathways and other resources for family physicians. To learn more about Specialist Link, Roma will chat with Mosaic PCN Medical Director, Dr. Oliver David, the Interim Chair of the Health Systems Support Group for the Calgary Zone, and Dr. William Wu, one of our CWC PCN Family Physicians and Board Members. So let's get to the interview. Well, thank you both for joining me. Oliver, do you want to just give us some background as to how Specialist Link came about? So um, basically, the PCNs in Calgary are organized in such a way that we've actually been meeting quite regularly. And we realized that there are some things that we need to address together. And by being together as a group of primary care, we're able to connect with larger groups. So somewhere in 2014, I believe that gastroenterology met with us uh, in crisis. And essentially their wait lists were unmanageable. Uh, Their wait list for routine appointment was 7,500 people long. They were getting 16 to 1,900 referrals a month. And they realized that anyone on a wait list was probably not going to be seen ever. So that's for a routine type of appointment. Things that were urgent or semi-urgent were triaged and seen sooner. But even then it was quite challenging. And so what happened was, you know, they came to us having looked at some of the people on the wait list and they realized, you know, this kind of sounds like irritable bowel syndrome or this sounds like, you know, chronic diarrhea or dyspepsia. And they looked at some of those referrals and some of the referrals you know, may not have tried that many things yet to try and, you know, work through some patient's problem. And so they came up with a series of clinical pathways and so they brought these clinical pathways to, you know, primary care as a group. And we started looking at these things and said, okay, well, that's, those are great. I think those are probably, we negotiated what we could manage in a medical home. Uh, I think the challenge is, you know, I think what they were trying to do is manage the wait list and get people off the wait list. And so I said, well, you know, this person's got, sounds like IBS. They've not really tried a whole lot of stuff. Maybe discharge them back to the medical home with this clinical pathway. And then the medical home could kind of go through the pathway and manage it. Mm -hmm. So the challenge was really, if you've got this coming back to you and you're seeing the patient again, sometimes something doesn't quite fit into a pathway. And with that, we said, you know, it'd be great if we could just call you for a non-urgent problem. Mm, So as you're going through the algorithm and you've kind of got to a certain point, you go, you know, something's not fitting. Maybe I just need to ask someone a question. And that's kind of how Specialist Link was born. Basically, giving primary care access to specialty uh, for non-urgent questions. Yeah. And so it's a phone service, is it? Or how how does that work? Uh, What happens is you're in the office and you uh, figure that you need to get some advice from a specialist. We've got 17 specialties currently available through Specialist Link. You can go to the website, specialistlink.ca. You can... Choose the web uh, the specialty that you're interested in. So, and you can go to the website and actually see which ones are on there, and plug in your name, 
your phone number, which is should be a direct phone number, and you hit send, and it goes out as a page. And usually within an hour, you can get a call back from a specialist, and they'll talk to you about that particular problem. So do I have to have the chart open and available when I call or when they call back? I think having access to their pa- the patient's personal health number is, is helpful because the specialist, a lot of times, they will actually access NetCare and look up some of the information that you might have questions about. So abs- absolutely, if you can kind of have that handy, it's great. Um, so there's actually two ways. You can go through the website, send the page out, or you can go through the phone tree. Our sec- our, the challenge with our success has been that we've adopted so many specialties, this phone tree has actually become quite unmanageable. So with this paging system, the way it's working right now, it's actually fabulous. goes out quite quickly. Okay. Get a response. Most times, you know, certainly within an hour, a lot of times probably within 15 minutes. Okay. What if I just have a general question, not regarding a patient? Exactly. I think, you know, I think that that's fair. You know, a lot of times I think you're probably thinking of a patient if you have a general question. So, right. you know, in terms of billing, you know, you're able to bill because you're asking someone, you know, a question. I think a 03.01 LG and the specialist on the other side can bill as well. Okay. Uh, we found that through this process of just ask, being able to ask questions, you know, sometimes we send in referrals just for an answer to a question. Right. And by having a different process, we can actually keep keep the care in the medical home and we can actually, you know, avoid a referral. So in essence, we've saved costs to the system. Yeah. And do you know any of those, you're, you're talking about, you know, saving costs to the system there. And I'm imagining that means maybe avoidance of ongoing referral to other programs, other specialties, or, you know, maybe even the emergency room. Is that something that there are any stats to... Backup? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, there's we have an amazing person named Yolanda that works at um, Calgary Foothills PCN, and she runs this program and does a lot of the data analysis. And uh, you know, since we started this specialist link phone service in 2014, I think that we've actually um, found that 40% of the calls that come in don't need to be referred on. So mm-hmm. you get an answer to your question. You can still take care of the patient and you know, the medical home, maybe you're just okay, thinking about what's the next medication I should use or how do I interpret this x-ray? And so they don't need to be referred on. And in over the course of it, I think we've actually avoided consultation for close to 3,000 patients in the last, you know, five years. Wow, that's very good. Yeah. Now, if we can, we can actually kind of, we've extra- extrapolated a bit of a cost savings. And I think as of last fall, uh, in probably about October, you know, if you consider that a cost of a referral is X and the cost of the phone consultations are, is Y, we've estimated kind of a cost savings over the last five years of close to a million dollars by by re- consultation avoidance. That's excellent. Yeah, that's great. And so, William, from a family physician's perspective, have you are you aware of sort of questions that physicians would have around the program or what more other information they'd want before they would be, you know, comfortable to pick up the phone and then to call the service. What, what other information do you think they're looking for? Um, my question is what if say they need further follow-up uh, or something more urgent? Um, does this help expedite things or um, am I still kind of back into the loop of just waiting? So, you know, actually, if you go to the specialist link website now, we've kind of 
develop what we call the, the wheel of support for primary care. And you can kind of click through this little dial. It's a little circle. And, you know, it'll say, you know, obviously 911s for, you know, most emergency situations. If you want to get someone in to talk to someone about something that's urgent, maybe they need to be seen within 24 hours, you go through rapid. Um, you know, then you've got community paramedics, special link, e-referral advice request, which you can actually email and get a five-day turnaround on questions uh, through NetCare. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, and then just routine referral. So there is a, you know, there's a whole host of informa- uh, opportunities to, to get consultation for patients. So the website actually contains more than just a little bit of specialist link, right? Oh, absolutely. So actually, you know, we've engaged a number of specialists and specialties when we've tried to simplify some of the referral process. You know, so there are certain specialties that go through central access and triage. And so then they go through and they sort it all out and divide it up as appropriate. And previously, and I think neurology is a really good example. Uh, before we started talking to neurology, to do a referral into neurology, you'd have to access a 65-page document with their 26 different clinics and potentially have to order different tests for each of those different clinics. And through a fair bit of negotiation and discussion, we ended up coming down to a one-page document, which is if it goes into neurology central triage, they figure out where it needs to go. And then, you know, then we have our options as far as just advice with specialist link, or if it's urgent, you know, we, there's options around that. So there's pathways on how to access different specialties. And then there's actually the clinical pathways. So for gastroenterology, there'd be things like chronic diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, neurology, there's, there's a dizziness clinical pathway, you know, a Parkinson's and essential versus essential tremor clinical pathway. So there's a lot of good information on there, you know, and if you are very diligent and some people are more diligent than I am, you can actually do the linking learning to practice. So you can, you know, pull the clinical pathway, have the patient there. You can actually start to get main pro credits for doing some of that work. Wow. Stay up to date on Specialist Link and all the news, information, and resources that support your membership, visit The Examiner, your central hub for all things PCN. Go to the mobile-friendly website anytime or check your inbox for the weekly e-newsletter every Friday morning at 11 o'clock sharp. Whether you're looking for the centralized referral form, program listings, or resources for your practice, you'll find it on The Examiner. And if you're not receiving the weekly e-newsletter, please contact your physician liaison to subscribe today. What about follow-up? What happens? Um, let's say you speak to a specialist and they give you advice. Um, if the advice uh, doesn't work out, then what, what happens next? So depending on what's going on and like the urgency of the advice or the urgency of what's going on with the patient, then you can go, you can just call back into specialist link and say, listen, I spoke to someone you know, this was recommended, this doesn't seem to work. And, you know, maybe it's appropriate for them to be referred on at that point, you know, with the idea that, you know, I've done this, this, and this, mm-hmm. it's not working. So you just put them, put them back into the referral queue. Makes sense. Yeah. And Oliver, you mentioned that this all started with GI. Yes. But there, we're now up to 17 specialties. And I'm not going to expect you to recite all, all 17 for us. Um, but do you know which ones, what are the most popular ones? And are, are there particular programs that are getting a greater number of referrals or contacts than others? 
uh, I would say probably some of the the main ones, I think on average they're getting about 30 to 50 calls a month. The calls are lasting anywhere from six to 10 minutes. So you get information fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't really have to spend hours on the phone. Um, as far as, you know, gastroenterology is a really a big, you know, uh, has typically gets a, a lot of volume. Some of the clinical pathways that get downloaded, we certainly track which ones of those get downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most popular ones is actually um, the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease pathway because I think there's a lot of al- non-alcoholic fatty liver disease out, out there and certainly an extra support tool to try and help manage that is is extremely helpful. So from a specialist perspective, have you had any feedback from the specialists and what their experiences? Do, do they like this? Actually, so when we engage with a specialty group and we're talking about specialist link, we do ask that they try and, you know, put someone on the line that will be answering these non-urgent calls that is not crabby, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's collegial. Yeah. And, you know, if there's any challenges, for example, if they find that, you know, I, I called in and I didn't get the, I didn't get the doctor's direct line. So, you know, their, your cell phone. Uh, I ended up at the, you know, at the front office and I had to wait. Certainly we have been very diligent to try and make sure all the physicians, you know, provide the direct number so that, you know, um, so that the contact is immediate rather than kind of circumvented. Uh, I think overall everyone's finding that this kind of goes back to the old thing that we've lost when we weren't hospital, when we're not in hospitals, we're, we're rebuilding the doctor's lounge. And so to quote Linda Slocum, who was the previous chair of this, um, health system support group. Yeah, we've we've reinvented something. We've re- reinvented the telephone. And what's the patient's experience of this? Do you, have you heard any feedback from patients who have received support through this way from specialists? Or are they looking to get a referral to a specialist, or are they comfortable getting their advice this way? Actually, I think the patient feedback's actually been quite good. Um, mm-hmm. There's even I think there's actually even a patient experience video on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, about you know how someone was you know, able to access specialist link and they got help for their, um, you know, um, child who had a tube feed and they were able to manage that with a specialist link doctor on call or specialist link doctor that was answering phone calls. Um, I think some people like that reassurance, you know, you're in there saying, you know, I don't think you need any other tests, but just to make sure I'll call the specialist and we'll have a little chat about you and then you know, I think that provides them that reassurance because there's always that, oh, no, I need to sp- see the specialist. I know there's something else. And, you know, being able to get that confirmation or even pulling up a clinical pathway when someone has, you know, we'll say IBS. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, you know, we've gone through this. All sounds like, you know, you've got irritable bowel syndrome. We've done this, this, and this. Red flags aren't here. It provides some reassurance that there's been some oversight. Yeah. That, that would be big. Um be able to go back to the patient and say, I spoke to the specialist about your case and this is what they recommended. That'd be quicker than just waiting uh, to see the specialist and mm-hmm. to be recommended the same thing anyways. Right. And I think the challenge is, is sometimes when they get referred off, you know, say, well, the referrals, referrals out there, we're just waiting now. In the meantime, sometimes there's actually things you could do while you're waiting and you can get that type of information as well. Okay. Well, it sounds like certain, someone, someone needs to be seen maybe order this test, do this, try that other thing, you know, so there's actions that you can actually, you know, you're able to take care of people with that. That sounds very good. 
So there's obviously been a lot of work going on to this programme so far, but what's the future of Specialist Link? Are there other specialties in the pipeline that are looking to come into the programme? There are actually a few specialties that are um, looking to come on fairly quickly. One is medical disorders in pregnancy or obstetric internal medicine might be available pretty quickly on this. Um, Spinal neurosurgery may be available for non-urgent questions. Uh, We're in in talks with uh, gynecology for non-urgent questions. So I think... I think there's lots of great opportunity to help people, you know, manage the patients. Yeah. Hmm. And William, from your perspective, again, I don't expect you to remember all 17 programs that are in there, but are there any particular programs that stand out that you as a family physician would really see the value of, whether they're in the program or or ones that would be future ones to join? Oh, absolutely. Um, the, uh, the endocrinology one, for sure, with um, our diabetics. Um, and like uh, uh, Oliver uh, said, uh, the neurology ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Certainly seeing a lot of issues, especially with um, our aging population. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like. I'd like to see on there maybe dermatology. That would be amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to be able to send a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and is rheumatology on there? By the way, actually, rheumatology is on there. Oh, excellent. Yeah. See, you're all set. Um, So I've only had a couple of experiences with Specialist Link. Um, One, I called a psychiatrist and turned out he was a geriatric psychiatrist and I asked a more general question and he said, well, that's not really my area. Um, That was was my one, my first experience. Oh, yeah. Admittedly, sometimes those first experiences, if it doesn't line up exactly how you want it, uh, they can kind of taint how you would use it going forward. By and large, I think we um, have a process, you know, with our administrative people, and it's right on the website. If you're running into a challenge where, you know, the doctor was not pleasant to deal with, you know, nasty, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, let the admin people know for Specialist Link because they will follow up on that. They'll bring it up to the department so they'll make sure that the right people are answering the calls as well. You know, if you don't get a call back within an hour, you know, um, you can let the admin people know and they will follow up. Sometimes something happens and it's not communicated. Um, somehow there's, you know, the, maybe the paging system's not working properly or something like that happens. You know, how people use it, some people will actually have people, you know, wait in the exam room, they wait in the office while they're waiting for the call back. Other people might just have the patient go home and then give them a call later, confirming all that information that they just found out. So it really is variable on how people use it. I think at the end of the day, just getting that information in real time, you know, within, you know, hours of seeing a patient or within an hour of seeing the patient is very helpful for the whole system. So if, say, I've, I've made my request and an hour or two goes by and nothing has happened, um, should I just call the administration people then? I think that's fair, yeah. You can always resend the page. I think I got a call back once under for a little after a little bit longer. Usually they're very apologetic because they understand that the you know the expectations within an hour. And can I clarify? Is the service is it just uh, Monday to Friday, or what are the hours that you could call us a, a specialist? So it is Monday to Friday from eight to five. Um, the only qualifier we have um, 
the calls back from the chronic pain nurse practitioners and they're running eight to four. Uh, the only uh, other thing that you probably should be aware of is that when you're talking to the nurse practitioner, I don't think that they have the same billing code. So you probably would just use your complex modifiers to add to your visit as opposed to using the 03.01 LG when you're talking to a physician. Right. So when the specialist gives me advice, um, what's the expectation around that? So as far as I understand it, you know, they're, they're just simply providing advice. They've not really developed a relationship with the patient. They don't have a duty of care. Um, I think we've checked with the college. We've checked with the CMPA. You know, it's more, that question comes a lot, comes up a lot along the specialty side. You know, what's their duty of care? It's primarily just advice. You know, if you're using the service and something's not fitting, you can always call the service back and double check with another specialist. Or, you know, maybe they do need a referral. The system's not perfect. But sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And just getting that advice is helpful. Right. So treat it like a hallway consult. Absolutely. Well, thank you both very much for for joining me today. Uh, Dr. Oliver David, Dr. William Wu, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. So Roma, that was a really informative interview. I'm really uh, looking forward to our members listening to this because I think there's been a uh, lack of awareness around this service. So I think they'll be keen to start using it. Absolutely. And it's definitely something that we've heard from physicians a lot that they're, they're looking for support from these different specialty groups and knowing how they can access that support will be a big, big help to them. So agree. Yeah. You have been listening to the Examiner podcast the podcast designed for members of the CWCPCN. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, subscribe today via iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. To learn more about upcoming episodes, visit The Examiner, your source for the up-to-date information on your PCN and your membership. And of course, if you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, or if you'd like to get involved, we would love to hear from you. Please contact your physician liaison or email memberservices at cwcpcn.com with your ideas or suggestions. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.